Get up on the mic. They had this one guy. Uh, they would call himself the barn boss, and he was like pretty much the house that would report to the like supervisors. And or what the, movie uh, is this? Bad Boys with Sean Penn. And what year is this movie? Probably 1977. Guys, if you're listening, check out Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Not the Martin Lawrence one, which is funny. I'm not taking away from that to build this <laughs> up, by the way. I love both. Yeah. But you got to watch the Bad Boys with Sean Penn. And uh, think about Juvenile Hall again. I think Watch it, though. If you do go, you'll know how to survive that shit. There's a scene where he like loads a... Uh, so how case. old is Sean Penn in this? Like, he's young. He's like a kid. He's like yeah. maybe 14 years old. And, and he's in juvie. He's in juvie because I think... And he, he gets raped? No, 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 no. He, he gets in for stealing a car. He's like in a gang, but they do small-time crime, like harmless petty shit. Like, they steal, you know? But he gets busted and goes inside, and he has beef with this one guy on the outside. And the guy hates Sean Penn so much that he rapes his sister to go to jail. Whoa. So, yeah, or juvenile hall. So... The guy goes to juvenile hall with Sean Penn. Sean Penn's trying to get out, but at the same token, he's like, I want to kill this motherfucker that raped my sister. Well, that's going on. There's this guy that's called himself the barn boss that wants to fuck Sean Penn at every turn. But Sean Penn's like, no, dude, I ain't letting no man take my asshole. I will fuck you before you fuck me. You know what I mean? And he ends up like... He's doing the raping. So, get the, yeah. Sean Penn's like, I'm going to take your job as the barn boss, motherfucker. And the barn boss is like code for head raper? He is pretty much the equivalent to what um, a house slave would be. Like, like you know... Uh, Sam Jackson's character mm-hmm. in uh, Django. That's what the barn boss was. He's the guy that kisses all the fucking uh, superintendent's asses. Like, oh, boss, thong soles right. uh, making a grilled cheese on his mattress again. Not clean it up. The oh, uncle, two yeah. days in the hole. That's the barn boss. The uncle Tom. The uncle Tom. Thank you. I didn't want to be the, the you know, it's 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 South Bay. <laughs> I'm trying to make it a comedy, so you can't say honest shit anymore. But I didn't want to say like a yeah, house nigger or Uncle Tom. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't have to say that part. Well, but. no, because you opened that door for me. I'm just gonna walk right through the racism part. Thanks. I, I, right I, into it. Let's get started. I'm Chuck Herman, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't apologizing for shit. Nice. <laughs> How you been, man? I've been pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, it's, I have better weeks, but I'm good now. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with you. We're drinking. Yeah, we are having a few libations. We got some salad here. I have to call it salad because I have to stay employed. Right. But I'm about to have a healthy bowl of the salad. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, well, uh, just to let you guys know, uh, this is uh, Chuck doing this on his own accord. Mm-hmm. I am not forcing him. I'm not doing any type of uh, Bill Cosbying. You know, uh, I'm not doing anything to. Uh, I really, I really want to thank you for letting me come here, and, and you could, you know, helping me write. But why, you've been really feeding me these drinks, like hard. <laughs> yeah, and there's like a bed right here. There is. Would yeah. you like to get on it? It's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna touch it though. I'm just gonna touch yeah. the. Oh, this should, is like. Should I light a candle? Or your thread counts like a thousand, huh? Uh, at least. Oh, dude, yeah. I there's like it. There's probably a thousand threads in that that comforter total. I see you got the three pillows <laughs> stacked up, so my head has something to hit. I won't be forced against the wall. You're mm-hmm. a fucking nice rapist. Kazi wasn't as nearly hospital as you are. I was talking with Kelly McConville uh, last episode. Oh, nice. And she was saying that um, I'm creepy but nice. Like and I'll I'll take that. All guys are creepy. Yeah, to women. I'm just out there. I will say creepy things, knowing like, oh yeah, I'm never gonna fuck you. So why not be creepy too? Dude, they don't know. I'm not gonna fuck you, and I'm not gonna try to be forceful, and I'm not gonna try to be that guy that it's not is creepiness. beyond creepy. It's not it, okay. It, it, it but may, I'm gonna say creepy stuff. Yes. Yeah. Well, as as we all do, that's how we learn how to talk to them because mm-hmm. they don't know how to converse like human beings. So we have to like go and and, and like think about it. We're trained to hunt them. It's not vice versa. And it shouldn't be. So we have to work on our game. It's You've really never hard. had a lady pursue you? One time, well, the wrong ones. Like right. the fucking fives. Will the ones pursue. that pursue you are usually the ones you don't want. 
That's the problem with being pursued. Well, I, can I think that's the problem that women have is that most guys that come up to them are guys that they don't want to have come up to. Yeah, yeah, and they got to be nice. You know, April uh, has a really good bit about that right now. I was watching her at the factory. And I don't want to do it, but April Watcha. Yo, dude, she and it's about Fresca. That's right. all I'll say. She's all like, I don't want a fresco. I'm like laughing my ass off because I, I understand that. Let's get it. Yes. And, and if you say no, you're the bitch, right? right? Yeah. But the same token, okay, get where we're coming from. Um, you, you guys want to be chased and we try to figure out how to do it every day. It's hard chasing you. Man, I tried all of the like traditional don't like, do that. classic like romantic moves and none of those romantic moves ever worked. I got notebooks on women at home. You know what worked like a couple of times? Like when I was in high school and junior high, I was always like, oh, I'll write poetry to these women. I'll do all these like sonnets and I'll do all these like things that like, you know, Shakespeare. Maybe if they could see my soul. And Cyrano de Bergerac is telling me to do. (laughs) Old school. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll get this. And then none of that worked. (laughs) You know what worked? Because it bores them, dude. Yeah. Because they get it all the fucking time. You know what literally worked? Mm. One of my first girlfriends ever. It was seriously just a constellation. No, no, not a constellation. A constellation. A constellation. <laughs> I'm like, she was like a galaxy or universe. Yeah, she she was stars in like, the I, sky. I thought that was like a pun. Like she yeah. was like big, like 500 pounds. Like she was a mm. whole constellation. She was huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like she was into my friend. My friend was like, "Nah, oh. I'm good." And then she was like, how about you instead? Yeah, dude. And I was like, wow, this is cool. She's into me. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, if my friend didn't say no, you wouldn't be here. Yeah, so she made you an option, like, which they hate. So when we make them options, we're assholes. You know what I mean? If a guy has 10 girls, what a douchebag. But if a woman does that, well, I'm just playing the field for the right one. Mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. cool for them to find the right dick. Mm-hmm. But if we're trying to find like that magical pussy, oh, you're showing this piece of shit. Right, you're a whore because you just like, yeah, love them and leave them. What they don't understand is the game just changes and they lose advantage at the end of life. And mm-hmm. we, we don't have the advantage at the beginning of life. Sean Connery, I tell my brother this and my mom. We, we get in these debates at home because we like to just drink and argue. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, was, I was talking to them about this shit the other day. I'm like, Sean Connery still gets pussy. I'm right. talking about nine and ten. Do you know Betty, this for a fact? Yeah. <laughs> Let me call him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you got him on speed dial? Oh, I'm doing nine and ten to talk. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. Oh, I roll. <laughs> no, you know what was the best? Losers whine about doing the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Yeah, oh, that just makes the me rock. Me. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah, you. What man. a cool movie. What a I cool fucking for that. Comics Live. This is me, your host, D. Williams, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka Dude that's a little drunk and stoned, hanging out with another guy that's drunk and stoned. Hell yeah! I'm talking good time. We live. Yeah, it, man. I'm trucking. Talking about fellow open mic comedian Chuck Herman. Sucking like the rest of you open mic comedians. Every day, living yeah. the pain. Sucking it up. Sucking living life. Up, living life. Just trying to get better. 
Yeah. Enjoying the shit. So, uh, yeah, why Chuck Herman? Like, I always go up at the top of this, uh, you know, when it comes to names, you can choose whatever name you want as a stage name. Most people choose the name that they're given, but why Chuck Herman? Oh, why, why did I choose my whole name? Yeah, why, <laughs> why did you choose your real name, bro? I'm proud of it. <laughs> Usually that's the case. I like my name. It's actually Charles Herman the Third. Charles Herman the Third. But Charles sounds like I'm the Monopoly man. But yeah, like, like I'm rich. What if you did? You should you should do a couple of mics. <laughs> Hello. As Charles Herman the Third. <sighs> no, I'm just I can't live in that skin. No, it's just yeah. Too, you don't have a monocle. It's it's true. It's too yeah. It's too traditional. You know. So you decided Chuck Herman better. Well, my dad went went as Chuck, and when I was thirteen, I kind of was like. Charles just sounds like it's a little too... It's not as, like, masculine as Chuck. You know, Chuck's like, ah, Chuck. My sister was dating a guy named Chuck for a while. Oh, right on. Back when I was, like, 18, 19 years old. Was he a piece of shit? Yeah, he was. Smoked a lot of weed? Yeah, probably. Played in a country band? Maybe not a country band, but (laughs) definitely in a band. Oh, fuck. But that's the thing. So, like, every time I saw him, I would, like, try to weave in, like, hey, uh, hey, mom, you ever gonna uh, chuck those tomatoes into the soup? (laughs) Oh yeah, you're gonna. Uh, yeah, you're that guy. Huh? Also turn. Uh, that dude? Yeah. You, you do hey that? mom, what if we uh, had uh, the trailers get together and make a chuck wagon? <laughs> I haven't heard that one, but the one I get all the time is, "Oh Chuck, like, 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 up oh, Chuck." And they, they they sit there and they laugh like it's the most impressive shit I've ever yeah, up heard. Chuck. My, like you've never heard that. Before. I'm, just, I'm just there, kind like pretending to giggle, <laughs> like don't fuck you. Is what I'm thinking deep down, but yeah. they're old, so I let them. What I if, respect my elders because I was trained to. What if instead of Herman, it was something like that, where you were like Chuck Wagon oh, or something sick. like that? I'd be living in Hemet on speed probably if I was no, Chuck Wagon. No, you would be living they're in like Branson, Missouri. Oh, I would like that. Yeah, like doing like an opera house. <laughs> and starring <laughs> Mel Tillis, Dolly Parton, and Merle Haggard with the special appearance wow. with... Chuck Wagon. Merle Haggard. Yeah, Merle Haggard. Wow, what you know about Merle Haggard? Mm-hmm. That, that guy. Conway Twitty. Oh, Conway Twitty. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as you used to be. You know, you know what Charlie Pride is? Because I know yeah, you were kind of... Of course, sh- of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, Charlie Pride. Ray Charles, Charlie Pride. I love Canada. all of that old school country. Like this new school country where they're trying to be like hip hop and stuff. It's like, don't call fuck it, that. Don't call it country. Don't let them do that. That's like calling... Um, like Wheeler Walker. Like, yeah, it's a parody. It's but it's music. still more country than all that shit other than like, you know... It's as country as David Allen Cole's X-rated album. Mm-hmm. Which is phenomenal. Which was covered in by a black guy, so get over it. You follow it. Like, Far left fucking life sucking the shit out of everything. Like Eric shit. Church and all that. It's like, oh, ugh, shut the fuck up. I hate people that just suck good times out of everything, you know? That make it bland. Like... Where it's like, oh, you're just trying to get the most people to like this instead of just being... Like, no, I just want... A couple of people that like this. Oh no! It's just like okay, if you're that easily like shocked by shit, stay the fuck home. I don't understand the mindset of people going to a comedy club, paying good money to go see comedians. And, and comedy is an art where it's the attempt. It's all about the attempt first, and everything after that is like up to you, motherfuckers. And when do you think about like all these open mics that are now saying like, "Oh, I yeah. didn't like one comic saying some shit." Well, you're so not now a, I'm going to change the mic to the whole. Like we're no longer having a comedy. Or we're no longer having R-rated comedy. It's like... Then I'll do a mic. Fuck you. You're not real, though. You're a bitch. You're a fucking bitch. 
The thing that I find, you're, you're lying. To the thing that I find funny is that like I know two open mics that have had comedians say some controversial shit that have gotten laughs, mm-hmm. but have also had one person not laugh and then write a comment, and Boom. then that mic has changed their format and said, "Okay, we're not either going to have comedy or we're going to still have comedy, wow. but it can be PG." It can't be R-rated. What is PG comedy? And that's the thing. What is PG comedy? The first time I went on stage and somebody told me, like, a host said, hey, this is a PG mic, I went on stage and said, hey, by the way, guys, just to let you know, the movie Airplane mm-hmm. was rated PG and had full frontal nudity. And um, I think Blazing Saddles was 13. And it was probably not even 13 because it was probably before PG-13 was even around. And it was... I think and Richard Pryor's name was credited to that as well. As he was a writer. Mel Brooks. And what and it said, the N-word, the over-under was 60 times. Yeah. But that's uh, the thing. It's like, what PG are you talking about? The PG that we live in now or the PG that was like 30 years ago? Because if it was the him, PG dude. 30 years ago, I could still talk Darryl, about tits Darryl. and talk about shit. Daryl, don't even think about it. Fuck them. Don't matter. I just hate that. Like, if you're a musician, if you literally have a guitar, I could still sing about baby rape. But if I was going to be a comedian that wanted to just make a joke about baby rape, it'd be like, no, shut the fuck up. We're going to censor you. But if you're if you're a musician, (laughs) yeah, it's very true. You can still sing whatever the fuck you want. I love George Jones, man. But he has a song, and it's all like, uh, (laughs) I think it's called like her name. Oh, I love her, and I just can't live without her. And I've got the urge to tell the world about it. But our love's a secret and can't see the light of day. But I went and wrote this love song anyway. Her name is Her eyes are Her hair is just like And she measures but someday I'll fill in the lines when she and I are free And we'll walk in the sunshine And me And the song is like, pretty much just like building up on this woman who does Like, oh, she got like long brown hair And the next verse is like, you took her in every night fall Like he's talking about his friend's kid Hey, he wants to fuck his friend's kid Awesome. And, and she's it's like, like what, like 12? Yeah, it's like George Jones. I'm just like, wait, wait, but they get away with it. Oh. I made up a girlfriend I had a Tuesday night. It was funny as shit. I, 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 I'll do it. Fuck it. I, I was like, yeah, my girlfriend got on me. She's just like vegan bitch. And I was like, she's on me about natural childbirth. I'm like, okay, if that means there's a 55% chance of you dying, I'm all for it. I try to do that shit. I got this like, oh, the biggest, like all the vaginas closed at once. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I do think of those scenarios where like, you know, in a weird way, to get more pussy, it would be cool to have a kid mm-hmm. with a girl and then have that girl die and you become the widower with the single kid. Have you heard the Jim Jeffries take, Jim Jeffries take on that shit? No. Oh, dude, it's, it's like pretty much like he's like he wants to have a kid, but he wants the woman to get cancer after and die. So he can go to like a Denny's with the mm-hmm. kid and pretty much tell the waitress like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm doing it on my own. That's what I'm saying. To get pussy points? Oh, yeah. That's an awesome <laughs> premise, dude. Yeah. That is the that is what I'm exactly thinking. But he has a kid now. Yeah, like I've heard of him do bits about having a kid. And I don't know if he's married to the girl that he has a kid with, but it's definitely like, hey, I got a kid now. When my girlfriend got pregnant, 
Um, you know, okay, when you meet, couple, when you haven't got a child, couples who have children are always bragging about how cool it is to have children. You, whenever you meet couples with children, they're always like, it is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done with my life. My heart grows larger and larger every day. And then the second that my girlfriend got pregnant, those same people went like this. You're never going to sleep again. <laughs> but watch out saying that, you, you know, because you don't want any other fucking micro to say you, you dare stole that from Jim Jeffries. Of or course. Right. Oh, Daryl's stealing bits now because you could never have the same fucking thought pattern that Jim Jeffries had. Because everybody well, <laughs> here's the thing is I first started thinking about like, you know, acts that would steal bits. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I got a little deeper, and I started, like, you know, hanging around more comics. And then I figured out, like, oh, everybody steals from everybody. Like, there's so many times where I've said a bit, and then I'll watch a special, and I'll see, like, a little taste of that bit from somebody else or whatever. Like, It's pro wrestling. Yeah. It's pro wrestling. It's like... The DDT is the even flow of her raven. But... We talked about it on your podcast. Oh, did we? Where it's like... There were twelve who's on first acts. Oh yeah, like yeah, but Vlad for like, yeah, the one that came about the top was the. I Ebony saw Costello. I saw who's on first last night when I was watching Rush Hour three. Yeah, it was a scene where fucking uh, Chris Tucker is in the dojo and he's like, "I'm looking for you." He's like, "I am you." He's like, "No, don't fuck me. I'm trying to find you. You, I'm you. No, not you. I'm looking for you." And like back and forth, like, this yeah. is who's on first. Exactly. This is who's on first. But when I was a kid, I laughed my ass off at that shit. But now that I know that it's who's on first, and like. I'm like, oh, thieves. That's yeah. me being a piece of shit, judgmental piece. Like, like, why can't we just enjoy it for that? <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, as a six-year-old, you can be like, wow, Rush Hour is awesome. This yeah. is the best movie ever. Fucking great. But then as a 35-year-old, you're like, yeah, it's not that cool. The first but it was cool when I was third, six. Though. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, like, I, I did watch Rush Hour 3. Hell yeah. The first one. The first one's way more poignant. I love all of the Rush Hours. They were fun Oh, movies. you know, Beverly Hills Cop. To me, that when, he, when uh, Axel Foley's like, all you white motherfuckers, listen up. And he's pulling the badge, badge out and shit. And like, right. you motherfuckers gonna listen to my black ass. And, 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 was it Nick Nolte in 48 Hours? Or, yes. or, or Beverly Hills Cop was Nick no, Nolte. It, it was, was the uh, other guy. Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Oh, yeah. Judge Reinhold's like the straight lace white guy, mm-hmm. you know? And, and fucking Avery's like, you motherfuckers gonna listen. And just faking that like hardcore thug. I love that shit. talking about first and then i'll say that again <laughs> okay so talking about how there's a conspiracy against chester and chris cornell they were both secretly killing themselves over autoerotic association yeah they weren't actually depressed or they didn't want to actually like you know end it all with suicide they were just trying to get off and it just went wrong okay if they had that much money mm-hmm. and they do they're, they're fucking wealthy people they're both you would buy a spot. Lead singers from yeah. two of the biggest bands yeah. ever. And they were very close friends. And they were both into that. They they knew they were they were into it, obviously. You think Chris Cornell told like Chester, hey. Oh, I'm sure they had a hey, conversation. Man. Just like, you know, how we're hanging out. Like, you know how you, jerking you ever, off is really cool? Yeah, exactly. You know how, like, you, know, you ever try like tying but, uh, a belt around your neck and beating yeah. off? Yeah. Oh, i never done that. Okay. But if they're all aboard that shit and they do it, you'd think they would like hire a spot. A spotter, like yeah, like a weight trainer would. Somebody just like stands there and goes, "Like, hey, I'm gonna put hey, 500." Boss. You don't put 500 up with somebody fucking <laughs> not there spotting. You don't fucking spot without. You don't lift without a spotter. Would you want that job for Chris Cornell? Yeah, yeah. How much do you think that gets paid? 
to be the jerk off spotter. It depends how much Chris Cornell likes you. It all depends on like, are you a good hang? You know, right, like, right, 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 like, right. like, are you an interesting conversation with Chris Cornell? Can you like relate to his musical taste? You know, what are you he, about? He loves my music. Mm-hmm. He gives me good feedback. He's a great listener, and mm-hmm. he also watches me jerk off. Exactly. And it doesn't help me kill myself. Exactly. I, okay, this is what I heard, man. <laughs> this is what you heard mm-hmm. from the streets, from the from the tubes. Yeah, from the interwebs. I heard him and Chester were working on. Exposing the child pedophile ring in Hollywood, and they were writing a book together. Oh, and they got wiped out. If you listen to the coroner's report when they're walking in on Chris Cornell, and it's it just seems okay. Listen, I can taste bullshit. This has bullshit all over it. You in love, my opinion, you love conspiracy. Things. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's funny, dude. Okay, when you work sixty hours, we got a factory and shit. Yeah. You got to find something to escape. Right. And uh, I, I love listening to bullshit. I'm a firm believer that... It's just what ifs. What ifs, right? But I also believe that the entertainment industry is manipulated to send out messages they want to send out. But, okay, the coroner's walking in the room of the MGM that Chris Cornell killed himself in, and he's examining it, and he's recording himself examining He's like, okay, patient's found hanging uh, with an exercise band around his neck. Patient um, seems unconscious, no heartbeat, uh, waiting to declare death. Patient has a history of depression. How the fuck is that a visible um, observation? Right. That is a message. Yeah, somebody that is, told that is, that, you that. Somebody told him to say that shit. How is he has a history of depression? Who the fuck do you? What do you know about Chris Cornell? You're the EMT motherfucker. Mm. It doesn't make sense. That's so, not something that you can see mm-hmm. in a autopsy or corn like a crime scene. Or absolutely whatever. not. And his own wife's like, this makes no fucking sense. And, and he chose okay. And what the media does is, well, his last song was "In My Time of Dying" by Led Zeppelin. But that's, so the fuck what? That's a great song. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's trying to like send a message. I'm gonna kill myself. Right. I'm gonna jam "In My Time of Dying" tonight. Probably. I'm not gonna kill myself. Uh, they've heard Spoonman a, a couple too many times. I'm trying to do something new. Exactly. Wait, what? What what was it? Wow, that salad and that gravity bong was everything I thought it would like. I bought a seven hundred dollar volcano because I wanted to smoke clean all the shit, but this Mm -hmm. is like way more effective and way cheaper. Yeah, it's it's definitely conserving your herb, uh, but it's also like kind of creepy because like people go like, "Oh, you made something to like smoke out of? You're a fucking degenerate." Somebody made this bong right here to smoke out of too. You Mm -hmm. know, this is just like not as nice, not as pretty on the outside. It could be. Yeah. Okay, Chris Cornell, right? Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Chris Cornell. Okay. So he secretly didn't kill himself, but uh, had a autoerotic asphyxiation uh, scenario gone wrong. Okay. That that was your take on it. My take is a hit, obviously. That from, the um, Illuminati actually killed him. For gonna ex- for exposing the pedophile ring. The Pizzagate. Yeah. Yeah, and it's dude, it's known. Like even Tupac talked about, he he would call it. Um, <laughs> he talked about PizzaGate too. <laughs> dude, well, yeah, he was like, "Listen, you won't make it in this industry. Motherfuckers want gravy. Gravy is when like they fuck you up the ass to go on a record." <laughs> and like, yeah, a lot of motherfuckers in hip hop, and you know who you are, got record deals for getting it in the ass, and it's known about. Everybody talks about it. 
KRS One knows about it. He did a thing on it. Would you sign your soul to the devil? No, you wouldn't say. There's not no, knowingly, but we do every day. There's no price. <laughs> like you don't have a price. No. Twenty million. Fifty no. million. No. A billion. No. If I came up to you with a billion dollars to say, "Hey, tell everybody online that you hate Jews and blacks and all these other people," nope. you'd be like, "No, I'm not doing it." You know why, Daryl? And this is really yeah. It, it, you, you, tell it might, me why. It might sound like self righteousness, but it's really not. It goes back to my own way of being raised and my own ego is there's nothing more powerful than the right to say fuck you free speech absolutely so no i don't have a price and but we're getting free speech hornswoggled or uh taken over in you the know, guise of goodness the road to hell was paid then with great intention it's because we don't want to hurt others right. feelings because honesty hurts bro honesty is a, like not everybody says they want the truth but people really fucking can't handle it because the I, honest i bring it back to a famous simpsons quote where uh principal skinner said uh bart there's being right and there's being nice yeah <laughs> right <laughs> not the, t- the two can't be the same okay like if you and i if, if you wanted to be nice right mm-hmm. after after our sets when we had like a bad set oh that was good that was, that was no that okay honesty is okay you got this to work on that you know maybe you should try this because i want to help you it's out of love Nice is like you're just catering somebody's ego. You want to like you want to feed them this bullshit uh, fantasy that they bought into. So do you but that's think, not honest. Do you think being nice is being strategic? Yeah, it's not genuine. Niceness is strategic, creepy. Um, like evilness. I'm telling this person something good, so I can later have them tell me something good or help me. You know, it's not altruistic. Yeah, niceness is. Um, Hey, baby, let me buy you a drink. So you'll not, later hey, suck baby. my dick. Yeah. No, let's fuck. Because you can't tell them up front. You have to be nice. And then hopefully that niceness gets you to the lady. Yeah. And you did like my fucking problem because I, yeah. I, I, I generally what, yeah, love what, good people. What's your uh, relationship status? <laughs> I'm single unless I'm on stage and I'm talking about a... <laughs> single and loving it. Fuck yeah, dude. It's It's... And how long have you been single? I've been single for three years. And happy. Loving it? Well, no. You crushing puss? I crush when I can't. I mean, okay. It's, when was the last time you got laid? Last time I got laid was probably two months ago. And it was awesome? No. Not great. No. And why not? Because it's like, it was in the back of a Dodge. It was in a car. <laughs> okay. Right. It's okay. You're in a Challenger in the back, right? It's right. not the most fucking comfortable. That's a coupe. Thing. Yeah, not yeah, even a, a four door. It's not even a fucking four door, you know. Yeah, and it's just. But you convinced the girl to have sex in a coupe. I didn't have to convince her. Oh, she convinced you, and that's why I felt fucked up. So about it was her car? Uh, no, it was my car. Oh, okay. So car. she was like, "Hey, uh, you want to show me the back seat of your car?" And you were like, "Sure." <sighs> you know. <laughs> The thing is, Daryl. Uh, See, I'm newly single. I don't know how to date anymore. What I think is like I take as like a girl like hitting on me. It's like, oh no! In reality, she's just being nice. No, no, she's right. not hitting on you, bro. Like I'm taking all these like girls just being themselves as like, oh, they want me, and then having that end up horribly wrong. And then it's like, oh yeah, they didn't want you. They're just nice people. My my, my thing is like. I get all these women that they love me, but they don't understand me. One, one, I think, does. Mm, but that sounds like a tortured artist. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like they don't, 
understand like i'm a miserable person to deal with a lot of the fucking time you're looking for like a courtney love i need yeah somebody for your kurt cobain somebody to hold a shotgun <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody to actually like pull the trigger and then like tell everybody else that it was him that killed himself too. well it's it's like no they, they they have this expectation of what it would be like being with a musician right like oh it'd be fun but they don't understand what it, and you play makes music. a musician. You play music. I play music. Like I, I, I've been playing in, I've been playing bass in a band called The Midnight Screen for ten years. We have an EP out. Give me sound.com slash Midnight Screen. I I-M-M-E, by the way. Mm-hmm. And Facebook.com slash Midnight Screening. But no, I've been playing like music all my life with my brother. And it's something that has been like a safe space for me, honestly, in my hard times. You know, music is like, to me, it's healing if you do it right. And uh, to do it right, dude, it's just like comedy. Uh, what's our canvas? You know, painters have paper. We have silence. Hmm. And so cool to put that it that way because it, it, it's, it's it's exactly that man we have we're in a room and we're thinking and the women I've come across they don't understand it why don't you you're just sitting there what are you doing what it's like I'm working but they don't get it you know they think like a guitar like, like being in a band is like oh we're just gonna show up at a bar one day and just play some songs and it comes naturally no you work at this shit you sacrifice for it and it kills you it fucking sucks like I, I I've loved every woman I've been involved with in my life but at the same token it's like at the end of the road it's it's they can't handle who i am because this is who i am you know what i mean it's i can't stop playing music i i try and i just become like this miserable piece of shit you know well, do you think like you you know because i think about this myself where you know you you pose a certain person initially as this is who i am right but then once you become more comfortable with them and once they see you for an extended amount of time, it no longer becomes that initial person that you showed them. It becomes an exposed person, a more vulnerable, a more person that's just out there and just like, yeah, this. the longer you've seen me, this is who I truly am. Right. Not the person I saw, like showed you first. Right. But since you didn't show it to him first and you showed it to him however long in, that jars them. That makes them go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This isn't the person I knew. This isn't the person I met or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, because if I showed you this at the beginning, it wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> you would have yeah. went like, Ugh, you're crazy. And we're it's all- like, yeah, because I can't show you crazy at the beginning. Yeah, I got to all- show you crazy later. And we're all fucking done. I think that's the thing with either sex is you get to a stage where you you have enough success, good looks, whatever is your currency for getting laid. 
you have a shitload of. Yeah. So no longer are you like worried about what I'm going to spend it on. It's like now it's like, yeah, I'm look I'm not looking for like quantity. I'm looking for quality. Absolutely. But when you're poor, it's like, no, fuck that. I, I just I need anything that's going to have sex with me. My last girlfriend was what I would consider a nine or a ten. Gorgeous, dude. Gorgeous. And how did you uh, <laughs> betroth her? <laughs> Man, put it this way. You know how I feel about Disneyland? I got a Disney pass. Oh, and she had a Disney pass too? I got a Disney pass. I did all of that. I would work like 14 hours a day at a factory, come home to her, and I would get like, why are you tired? You don't prioritize time for me. But at the same token, like she needed something. They go because I was raised by two southerners. Right. I saw how you mean rednecks. Well, yeah. Well, I call them good people. <laughs> my kind of people. Like my mom and dad had problems, but they loved each other. They were a good team. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they had each other's backs. And now, what I'm noticing about relationship, it's either like, oh, well, if you don't want to fit into this, if you don't agree with this or that, well, fuck you. I'm gonna go to a new dick or a new pussy. And it's just like I feel genders. We've lost respect for each other because we've been told to chase what's not important. Well, there's different. You know, um, consequences now, Mm -hmm. you know, there's different, um, societal norms. You know, we've made it easier for us to get married. We've also made it easier to get divorced. We've made it easier to, uh, just not be, uh, judgmental, but even even saying that right now, even exactly. But even what you just said right now would fucking a lot of the far leaning left and like, I'm not, I I judge everything on individual basis, but you'd be like, you prude motherfucker. Cause People don't like the fact of... <laughs> I like that I, that other alternative voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, man, what's going on? That's actually in my head all day. <laughs> Honestly, like, hey, this would be a good idea to do. No, I don't do that. That's going to suck anyway. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> that's what your voice sounds like in your head? Yeah. Honestly. And it's, hey, guys. What's going on? And it's on all day. Sounds like Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, am I transsexual? In your head. Oh, fuck. I'm going to drink, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we might have hit. Your voice sounds like Caitlyn Jenner. Every time I, I talk in to your you, head. I open up a new part of my psyche I didn't even know about. Yeah. I've been a, a transsexual identifying as a redneck. It, well, <laughs> the, your mind is transsexual. You aren't, though. I see. I'm a transsexual in a redneck's body. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to find out. And this is all compressed expression. But what, what's happening? Isn't it so weird, though? And I'm not trying to get like philosophical or oh let's, let's do it or well, hey guys the uh, them, this is them. the first step for me turning transgender or anything mm-hmm. but it is like isn't it weird how a certain article of clothing is considered feminine and another article of clothing is considered masculine right only because the original man decided to just cover up his junk and the original woman decided to cover up the titties and the junk right. But now we've decided, like, well, the other gender cannot wear what the other gender is wearing. Like, it, it is strictly one or the other. It's all social society. But then throughout bullshit. history, people have slowly said, like, nah, we can have girls wear pants. We can have – but we've never said, ah, it's cool. We can have guys wear dresses unless it's called a kilt. Or a dashiki. Or a dashiki. Or a, I mean, it's, yeah, or it's, a, it's not a dress. Okay. Or a sarong. This is what it is, dude. A, it's divide and conquer. A so, so that guy's dashiki's a dress. If you wear a dress, you're a faggot. Don't be friends with that guy. We don't like faggots. But oh, if we you're don't like those from guys, Africa, it's okay. Right. But that's how the worldly systems work to divide and conquer. They're going to always put labels. And, and like half the people in this country that hate Muslims don't, don't have no idea that Muslims like praise Christ. 
Right. Almost like to half a of them, degree than the Western Christians do. And half of them don't wear burkas or... Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous because you know, the West has neutered spirituality and they crippled it to kind of like make it profitable. The church is a fucking joke in this country. But I like Seinfeld's bit about like, you know, in the future, like where's the jumpsuit? Like where's the like universe, like the unisex jumpsuit that <laughs> jumper, everybody we just it. wears? We got the jumper. Oh, you're talking about the Star Trek? Fuck yeah, it. exactly. Like the, the, we're all one with uh, the species. Mm-hmm. I hate clothes, Okay. I hate buying them. I hate picking them out of my closet. I can't stand every day trying to come up with little outfits for myself. I think eventually fashion won't even exist. It won't. I think eventually we'll all be wearing the same thing. Because anytime I see a movie or a TV show where there's people from the future or another planet, they're all wearing the same thing. Somehow they decided this is going to be our outfit. One-piece silver jumpsuit, V-stripe, and boots. That's it. We should come up with an outfit for Earth, an Earth outfit. We should vote on it. Candidates propose different outfits. No speeches. They walk out, twirl, walk off. We just sit in the audience and go, that was nice. I could wear that. I mean, I guess we the, got it. The military is kind of like that. We're already. born with it. It's the skin God gave us and we clothe ourselves. Right. Do we have think, it. Do you think we are born with shame or we're taught shame? We're taught shame. Really? Dude, the Bible's all metaphysical. That's why I keep telling it's everybody- it is weird how like, you know, in like Nat Geo, you have those tribes that are like all like, you know, with the titties out and they're they're wearing little like, you know, uh G strings just to hold the like marble sack. Yeah. And they're they're they don't <laughs> care. As they should not. Like they're all just like, Yeah, we live in this tribe, we're just yeah, we have titties. That guy has a dick. Who cares? Okay. Uh why wear clothes be- in this humid jungle? Let, let's think about this way. Doesn't it baffle you that every year Apple releases the same fucking phone over and over again hmm. and it has like maybe one more new thing that's like useless we don't even fucking need it but people line up yeah. in the fucking rain again. How, how are you bringing this back to the trap? No no but I'm gonna go back to the trap. Okay. And it's just gonna connect this is how my brain works. Okay go. Don't know where I'm, I'm not gonna fuck your shit up. I promise. <laughs> There's like you're not gonna do it again. Yeah man don't turn this podcast into a piece of crap. No 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 trust me it's okay. gonna make sense okay, just, go, 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 just go, go, take go. the tab and go with me here. Go go go. Okay okay. It's because the only reason this shit's important to us these sunglasses I have this shirt is because the social structure requires us to fucking wear this to be a participant in it. School uniforms. We're talking. Yeah. Wear these school uniforms. We want you guys. But why do we have to wear a school uniform? Why can't, why can't I just wear a shirt? It's all like, in my opinion, it's, it's, it's like programming at a young age. These motherfuckers in Africa, they don't have any kind of like K-12 system telling them how to be. They learn everything through experience. We're robbed of experience. And we're told that if we don't have this new shiny object... We're fucking useless. It's consumption based. Yeah. Basically, when you and I were kids, we were told if we did not have a college degree, we would be fucking worthless pieces of shit. We would not right. make it. We would not. You know what I mean? And have it in anything whatsoever. Just get a degree in something. Exactly. And so it goes back to like, okay, what you said. Is this inherent shame or are we born with it? No, we're programmed. We don't know who the fuck we are from the time we come out of pussy. Did I do a good job? Yeah. Okay. I'm so, right, and then, But then somebody <laughs> also, that's the thing. It's like the generation before is like trying to teach you simultaneously as you're being taught yourself we're in no place to teach anything we don't know shit it's we don't like, know shit none of us know anything we, we only can fucking philosophize it's like your parents give you this like you know core group of like this is what i think so like your first eight to ten years you're thinking like exactly what your parents think because that's just like survival like okay whatever this person told me that like birthed me must be true uh, because yeah. uh i'm gonna just that's what gets me through the next day real shit when i was a kid Elementary school, I remember telling my fucking... I had a speech therapist. I couldn't say R. Right. I would, like, roll a W or whatever. Right. Um, Let's hear it. Like, okay, instead of saying, like, red, it would be, like, wed. Right. 
So I'd be like, oh, like that color's wet or that bed's wet. And be like, you wet the bed? <laughs> oh, it's wet. I get like really frustrated. <laughs> I couldn't say R. Yeah. But I had like a black speech therapist. Mm-hmm. And I, I love my dad to death. He wasn't racist, but he was like a good old boy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And like at the time, the 90s, like the riots were going on and shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. He wasn't too fond of black people at the time. You know what I mean? Like, like he was like scared. You know, because on the TV, it was just like black people that, that, that trucker got, got stomped out. Yeah. So I remember my dad like, freaking King. out. Yeah. Thank you, Ronnie Keaton. Yeah, that, it, was, it was awful. It was scary. Another fear tactic they do. And I remember telling my, my speech therapist, like, I, I don't know if I could have you as a speech therapist. And she, and she was African. She was like, why can't you help me as a speech therapist? And I was like, <laughs> what, is she Jamaican too? Yeah, African Jamaican. They're like, why can't you help me as a speech therapist? I'm like, because. Right be, near the beach, Bond. Like, my, my dad's really angry at black people, and I don't want him to be upset. And he's like, you tell your father that we're all like one under God. And I was like, okay, cool. I never told him that. But it's like, I, when I said that, it wasn't like out of any kind of hate. It was just out of concern. I didn't want my dad to be upset. Yeah. You know, I mean, her and I'm like five years old. And you're automatically given these like ideas put in your head because it's just through the chance of being birthed out of these people. Now you're like, you're given these values, but it could be like great where they're super progressive and they're like, hey, we're going to raise you in this environment that like harbors and uh, embraces Absolutely. your free thinking. Or we're going to be like, no, we're super rigid pieces of shit. And we're going to give you like this like stupid, convoluted, skewed view on the world. And for the first 10 years of your life, you're just going to assume like, oh, all black people are evil. Exactly. All Jews are uh, going to take your money and or, whatever. And it's or, like, or even worse, you only think that because you got birth from a piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or even worse is we're going to change the definition of what free thinking is to where if you're not doing what we think free thinking is, we're going to tell you that you're fucking evil, corrupt, you're racist, you're bigot. Well, it does seem like the pendulum sw- like swings where like, you know, we have these like instances of like, okay, we're going to. You know, the free love in 60s mm-hmm. swings to the left and, like, gets all these, like, civil rights, like, on the move. And they become what they hated. They become the fascists. Right. And right. then, like, suddenly people are like, hey, fuck those, like, free love and thinkers. Like, they're too hippie. They're too stupid. They're not worried about, like, real issues. And then we go into the <laughs> 80s where it's all about, like, let's make some money. Let's fucking get into, like, consumption fuck, yeah. and just... Creed is good. Wall yeah. Street bullshit. All Michael that Doug- shit. I like, want to be Michael Douglas. Who cares about like worrying about others? It's all about yourself. <laughs> and that's but why then it, it, it swings again. And now we're in this other stage where it's like it's gone the other way, especially with free speech. Mm-hmm. Colleges bringing it back to higher learning used to be these like huge bastions of like you want to learn something different. You want to learn about what the other side thinks about. Come to college. Now it's like oh, if anybody says anything controversial or oh i didn't like that then it's suddenly like i can't have them here get them out of this area i i gotta only hear uh, about stuff i like so fucking literally berkeley it, used to be the bastion of ideals yale be, harvard yeah. all of them well you know let me tell you about you <laughs> but <laughs> about skull and bone i uh, see but those are all like systems bro we, we can't depend on these worldly systems to educate us because we're, we don't need to be educated we need to experience we need to now live. with the internet it's like okay we all have knowledge mm-hmm. but it's still does have like okay we need an environment that's gonna force us to interact with others i was listening to um it was on rogan's podcast and he had this philosopher i forget his name but he he i think he hit the nail on, on the head when he said what we're lacking and the reason like everybody's panicking right now and, and you and you see like um anxiety depression going up is because we all lack the community we really need and mm-hmm. we, we need honest relationships with one another relationships yeah. that aren't based on bullshit not on what can you do for me but hey man are you all right you okay? How you doing? Like you are just a person that I 
care about. Yeah, like, how's your heart, man? Like, how you doing today? You know, like, what are you going to do for me? Exactly. Like, not, not can you get me on this fucking comedy show? Or not can you um, um, get me on the next peg of, of my career path? But how are you as a human being? As a, as a soul in this universe, how are you doing? We need to get back on that. But we're not there yet because it's, it's, our definitions are skewed on what love is. On what uh, uh, a relationship between husband and wife should be is, like, super skewed. We, well, we, we choose all the wrong fucking leaders. We should be our own leaders, if anything. Like, like, I, like, well, I feel like it's, it, there is, like, a battle between, like, new ideas versus what we've been going through. You know, just the, the same bullshit. And there was a time where, not too long ago, what? 250 years ago, mm-hmm. a bunch of people said, fuck this. We're going to revolt. We're going to go somewhere else. We're going to fucking oh, find were- the new world and we're going to create our own country. And we're going to try to say this system that we're in, I don't want to do anymore. And guess what? They were called terrorists. Right. They were fucking looked upon traitors, as the worst shit. Like everything. Sam, like Sam Adams was looked upon as like the biggest traitor in the history of the world empire. But now they're looked up as our forefathers, our heroes. See, Donald the- Trump was on fucking... Uh, the news the other day condoning police brutality. Right. Sheriff's saying, like, we need to go harder with this shit. And I see these cops laughing. And it just pisses me the fuck off. I'm like, fuck all of you, dude. But that's the thing. So, like, I'm not trying to say, like, um, I agree with Anonymous or, uh, you know, trying to start a new revolt, all this. We need a revolution, though, But bro. it is, like, when, it's bound to happen when and- is, when, like, we set up the idea of that we can change the Constitution. But the Constitution hasn't been changed in 80 years, well, let's, let's, 50 let's, years. Let's not change it before we look at it. What does the Constitution say? Thomas Jefferson even points this shit out. We need to have a revolt. Hmm. It's right fucking there. He says, listen, you guys are probably going to have to revolt because this, the way for a democracy to work, power corrupts. He knew that shit. It's written there. People don't read, man. It frustrates the fuck out of me. I'm not saying you don't, Daryl, because I love you. <laughs> You're fucking- but that's a weirder thing about like, like progress, too, is that like the more access to information we get, the more numb we no, get to the idea of, like... we just get like, to the shit that we want yeah. to, to back our own points? Yeah. We I get the like confirmation I'm, I like bias. I'm at you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. We get into ideas of, like, we have the ability to literally find every answer we've ever thought about, but we're still like, nah, I'd just rather have somebody tell me what all the answers are. Like, okay, like this transsexual thing that's going on right now, like the mm-hmm. cancer of the military. And this all back and forth. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of oblivious to that. But there is a like Trump said a bunch of shit about like he hates trannies or something or it's a false flag story. So basically he went on Twitter. He's like, as of now, I decided that transsexuals cannot join the military. And of course, all the fucking far right. Sweet fags. I'll say I'm transsexual tomorrow then. Absolutely. I'm like, I don't want to go to the military. High five on that (laughs) shit right there. Like sweet military. Uh, You just told me a cool way to get out of the military, bro. Yeah, I'd rather like wear a dress and have to like you know bomb these poor Palestinian kids that have shit to me. So he basically said, I don't like the TV show Mash. Thank you, (laughs) thank you, my brother. Exactly, it wasn't a problem in Mash. What was was... Trapper or (laughs) who who was trying? Who was dressing up? I can call my mom and ask him. We call my fucking mom. She'll yeah. Talk. Hey, mom, who's the crossdresser in uh, Mash? We'll take a break. I'll call her. She'll fucking. Yeah. Do it. Her that's the, the thing. Like the whole time he was crossdressing, and every like general was like, "Fuck you, get back to work." That was in the sixties and seventies, by the way. If I joined Tinder again, because the first time it was horrible, but now I'm also thinking like, okay, I'll go back. Mm-hmm. But when I go back, I want to be like, I want to show them the five pictures of me being really who I am. 
<laughs> you know what I do now? Like, it's just like one picture of me jerking off in my home by myself, <laughs> one picture of me like doing open mics, one picture of me eating uh, fast food in my car. And then, uh, you know, it's it's not what people really want. Like, if you go on Tinder and you look at like fucking like the majority of people's profiles, it's them scuba diving, them skydiving. It's them doing all these ziplining. Yeah. All these fun things. Like I'm in front of Machu Picchu or I'm fucking like in front of the Eiffel tower. Or yeah. I'm like at the bottom of the Baryonis trench. And it's like, dude, this isn't you every day. No, you're, you're doing bumps and watching empire strikes back. Yeah. For the billionth <laughs> time on fucking Freeform. You're not even a doing it. Disc. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're debating in yourself like, damn, you should have never added any kind of extra special mm-hmm. anything to this shit. This and is good like, like it is. I don't think they actually knew that uh, Darth Vader was going to be his father. I don't think they knew that originally. Ooh, you know what? Did I think they, they wrote that in later. Did they write that in, though? I'm asking because yeah. that's interesting. Did they? Was that intended? Do you think Lucas knew that initially? I don't know. I don't know, I don't man. think he did. You know what? I would like to think he did, but I just think that's something that just comes to you, like, because that is such a beautiful twist. Yeah. That is such a, like, testament to do. That's symbolism for duality, dude. Like, right there. You a big Star Wars fan? Oh, fuck yes. Absolutely. Like, I, I'm not dressing up and going to movie theaters and shit. Because no. I'm a man. <laughs> I, have man I have a man standard. For my, I was raised by two Southerners. Tell me, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. You don't like it. Fuck off, dude. That's, that's who I am, you know? Uh, and it's just like, it's all love. But I, lo- I, I don't dress up. I'm not knocking if you do. But... Fucking movies, those first three movies, I blame um, I blame my childhood obesity on because my mom would just bring me like a pizza fucking, remember those bagel bites? Bagel bite pizza fucking things? She'd bring me these bagel bite pizza fucking things and it'd be like 30 a sheet and she'd put the sheet in front of me guys and I would just be watching Star Wars 1 through 3, I'm sorry, I sound like such a noob, uh, 7 through 9, is that it? Is that it's New 6, Hope? 7, 8. 6, 7, 8, thank you. <laughs> I've been watching six, seven, eight. Oh, or no, 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 no. It's four, five, six. Four, the, five, six. Those yeah, there's so the many original. now. I don't know. Like, which it's four, five, it? six. And then there's episode seven is the new Force Awakens. Because I want to say one, two, three. You know? Right. Like, it should fucking be because that's what it is. But they got this extended universe bullshit now. No, it's always interesting to think about, like, you know, after the fact. Like, how much did Lucas think about beforehand? And then how much did he just, like, say, oh, you know, it's popular we're not going to go towards a backstory or we're not going to go towards like, Oh yeah, I thought about this universe way further than uh, just this one story. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what my thing is with Lucas, what I think about constantly is like, do you think he feels betrayed at all by his fan base? How so? Okay. He made, in my opinion, three of the best fucking movies ever. If you don't like star Wars, there's something wrong with you. The best like, trilogy. Yes. Like there is like, I don't get how you do not like star Wars or Indiana Jones of it. Or any like fucking know those iconic movies, but Star Wars. If you don't like that shit, there's something up with you, dude. Because there's something there for everybody. It's like the. But if it, you look at it like you know, with a uh, a film history mm-hmm. knowledge, it's nothing new story wise. Like yeah, he's putting it in a new genre. It's like the Odyssey, right? But, but it is an epic story. You know, there are themes of like you know what every. But his take, uh, classic take, story tells about. But his take on that story, the way he did it, the way he he built the characters. I think he built a crazy environment that was, cr- you know, you never know, been seen before. Bringing where, Jim Hansen into the mix. Yeah, it's <laughs> where you had future mixed with this like post apocalyptic, like it was kind of like there was order with the rebellion, or not with the rebellion, with the uh, you know. Uh, it was a story on duality. Man. The Empire, but then you had this like it was just good versus evil. Yeah. But it was also like sci-fi mixed with this like 
grittiness. It was like sci-fi and philosophy in one. Yeah. You know, you had Buddhism mixed with sci-fi. Yeah. Mixed with, yeah, yeah, like this, just but Eastern as, and Western philosophies. Yeah. But as an artist, I wonder, because, like, you know, he created these, like, first three masterpieces. And he came back and he did the prequels, right? And people aren't happy with the prequels. I get that. But, like, the shit they were saying about George Lucas as a filmmaker, I get it. You don't like him. I didn't like I, I watch him again, and I'm like, okay, I can watch him, you know what I mean? But am I thrilled about him? No. But they're not bad. It'd be so cool to see him coming out with something else. Like, he just suddenly goes, like... From George Lucas. Yeah. And it's like, you know, some rom-com or whatever, you know, something totally off type, not Star Wars in the least. You know, it's just something way different. Well, but his, it's like, yeah, his George Lucas was really good. His first, what was the name of it? THX. Not THX. The one after the THX. American Graffiti. American Graffiti is amazing. Yeah. That's a great movie. You know, yeah. like uh, you, you watch that and that's like, I, I feel like I'm part of his hometown. You know, George Lucas is a great director, but I just feel like, like just because like he didn't like live up and to the Indiana expect- Jones. Oh, amazing! Well, hell yeah, amazing! And it's because you know what he does? He gives the players like Harrison Ford freedom to do things like, hey, I'm gonna pull the gun out and kill the fucking mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. terrorist motherfucker on spot. You know, because that's me. Because that's me. That's his character. You know, he he gave he gave artists true freedom, dude. Because all a director is is like a host at a mic. You know, I'm gonna set it up to be good, and it. then I'm gonna hope that you make it. A little better. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a direction of how I'd like it to go, and if you can fit that, man, please and do if, it. Feel and it feel if it. you can take that like suggestion and run with it mm-hmm. and make it awesome, then cool. That's why I hired you. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And George Lucas was that guy, you know, because he was like, yeah, Jim Henson is his own beast in his own right. Jim yeah. Henson like is not a, a a a fucking small text name under George Lucas. Jim Henson is like. Just as big a name as George Lucas, and he brought this motherfucker in on Star. Like Jim Henson is. Can you imagine, like, if he like for Star Wars. lived another twenty years, oh. forty years? Dude, that guy had fucking heart, man. He had fucking like the way he would create those, those puppets and bring life to them. I heard that human emotion. They're making a new Dark Crystal. Oh shit! Yeah, that was my shit. Dude. And that's what I think Henson really wanted to do is like he wanted to make movies for adults, but he was stuck with like, okay, puppets are for kids. You know, I'll do the Sesame Street. I'll do all that shit and yeah. make the Muppets, which is his way of like being mm. cool. Like, okay, I'll still do what you know gets me known and gets me out there. But what he really wanted to do was like, okay, fuck the kids. Absolutely. I want to do things that are like <laughs> yeah. dark and fucking crazy. You don't grow up all your life working at your passion to entertain children. You no. want to bring it to the mass media. It's like you want to. You want children are always the afterthought. Like yeah. if you're a wiggle, it's because you couldn't become an eagle. Thank you. I got a buddy it's, that does fucking yeah. shit like that too, but they make money. I am not going to, but no, exactly. You're not Jimi Hendrix, you know? No. Like you tried to be Jimi Hendrix and you didn't make it. So it's like, okay, well let's be well, the Wiggles instead. Or maybe they made it in a different way. Maybe they didn't get the money, but they did get the respect, but they wanted the money. So they fucking settled as the Wiggles. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and speaking of which, I want to bring it back to comedy and also one you of the comedy. You greatest, work, man. I want to bring it back to one of the greatest stories that you told me off air, but now I want it to be oh, on yeah. the air. And that is about the Eagles' last performance. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Like, you told me this story and I was fucking dying. So I, I hope I hope you want to tell it again. Yeah, I would love to, man. So it goes about – it's all about expectation and what you think – uh, life would be like we, we grew up thinking like a ro- being a rock star would be this like phenomenal fucking thing right like you have all this freedom behind it right you know like I- thank you and good evening we're the eagles from los angeles and I tell you what if 
you got firecrackers, save them till you get home, lock yourself in the closet, and light everything you got, okay? And so the Eagles, this band that just, like, fucking symbolizes freedom, you know, like, they're fucking, it's pretty much road music. It's songs like, hey, we're going camping too, we're going, like, yeah. it's free, you know? They we're were the open. backup band to Linda Ronstadt. Oh, you know your shit, homie. Yeah. Absolutely. They're yeah. Right. The Who was fucking hot. They were hippie, and Linda Ronstadt was a free spirit hippie, but the Eagles, man, they had that free spirit vibe, but they were business. At the end of the day, it was what's good for the fucking business. One night, the bassist, like, stayed up drinking fucking whiskey. And what was the bassist's name? I want to say, like, Leslie something. I I'm going to look at I look always ask Kenny, because Kenny is, like, this big Eagles fan, which is, like, the most I know hilarious there was, thing to me. There was Don Henley, and then there Don was... Don Henley, Glenn Fry. Yeah. Who I know. And then, uh... They had two different bass players. Paul, uh, Jeff Walsh. Oh, Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh. Who was amazing. He, yeah. He, he uh, <clears throat> took over for the original guitar player. <laughs> they totally dissed out. <laughs> they made that guy like a bitch. This guy, uh, he he wrote a song, and they fucking uh, they weren't happy with his vocals, so they had the uh, like one of the road managers take them golfing or some shit, you know, for the weekend. And while he was golfing, Don Henley recorded the vocals over his fucking song. And that's, it was the best. It's still like cold. It, it's still cold. Yeah, and I think that song's Desperado. If I remember, when- Desperado. I thought that's the bass player's song. No, bass player's song is Take It to the Limit. Now, the Eagles have a bunch of fucked up and, moments. And Taking It Easy? or Take It Easy was a song written by Jackson Brown that Don Henley picked up. And uh, Jackson Brown taught Don Henley songwriting. So Don Henley didn't know how to write a song until he lived with Jackson Brown, right? Jackson Brown had this method to where pretty much like I write a song and you do comedy. He sit in a room by himself and he would repeat the same line over and over and over again and just keep right. slowly adding things. You right, know? and Jack, and that's how Don. He's like, oh, this is how you write a fucking song. It's not, oh, I just wait for something to come. I'm gonna Google the fucking. Yeah, name. who the hell is bass player? Randy, Randy Miser. Yeah, Randy, Randy Miser. Randy Miser. Okay. Right, so Randy Miser's up all night doing blow again, and Don Hanley's like, don't do blow, Randy, because at this time, <laughs> take it to the limit. Brought the Eagles back. Like they were like nobody for like a, a good five years, and then they had take it to the limit. Yeah, and it fucking Which is a fucking great song. <laughs> such a such a cool song, dude. And Randy's vocals. Because if you guys go listen to the song, he does this um, this high pitched thing. It's like, take it to the limit. <laughs> but he's like, it's take it to the limit. Yeah, do it together, right? Take it to the limit. Yeah. Like, really? Like, <laughs> and it's like, you hear it, and it's like, you come automatically. <laughs> yeah. If you have a soul. You're like, oh my god, like, this is amazing. Well, Randy's like, okay, they're playing a, sh- uh, a show's right here in Long Beach, probably. yeah, nice. right down the street from us in the arena with whales, y'all, on it. Yeah. I thought there was whales there as a kid. Yeah, no fucking lies. System. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, so yeah, fuck it. They're out in Long Beach and fucking you know Don Henley, Glenn Fry, they make the set list because that's they run the band. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're the leaders. <laughs> and Joe Walsh don't give a shit as long as Joe Walsh can do blow. I'm like Joe Walsh. I don't give a fuck. I'm just going yeah. down. And just, he just is a fucking cool-ass guitarist. That it's like, uh, just give me some coke and let me get on stage. Joe Wal- and Joe Walsh knows his place. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I, I don't want to be the leader. I'm a Joe Walsh. I can't fucking lead anything. Just tell me what solo I need to play. <laughs> but they give him the set list and then, you know, take it to the limits of closer. And Randy goes up to Glenn. He's like, hey, man. Well, hey, my voice is out. I can't do it. I want to do it. And fucking Glenn looks at him straight in the eyes like, you're going to do it. He's like, <laughs> and, and then fucking, and then Randy, because it's the rock star thing, you know, 
No, motherfucker, listen, I'm an eagle too. I don't want to do it tonight, man. Let's do, let's do Desperado. <laughs> you fucking do it, you know? Yeah. And, and he's like, he's like, he's like, listen, this song has fed our families. <laughs> we were playing the state fair like two years ago. We're back. You're taking it to the limit one more fucking time. He's like, fuck you, man. I'm not doing it, man. You're fucking doing it, motherfucker. And Randy's throwing a whiskey bottle across the ball and fucking going front. And then Don Hayes like, what's the fuck going on, man? He's like, he doesn't want to take it to the limit. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah, man, I don't want to do it. I don't want to take it. He's like, you're going to take it. He's like, take it to what? To the limit one more time. He's like, not tonight. My voice is out. We were doing blow way too long last night. I can't do it. He's like, bullshit. And so he's like, the second. You're going to take it to the limit one more time. He's like, you're going to do it. I'm going to whip your fucking ass. <laughs> and Don Henley's look, and Don Henley could, dude. Randy's a bitch. I love Randy Mines. Like he's a great bassist. Yeah, but he's not a fighter. He's not the warrior spirit. No. Like, Don Henley is. Don Henley's <laughs> like this. Don Henley's like this fucking like. He's um, in. He's in a dirty, la- dirty laundry. He's in a dirty. Laundry. He's in a dirty laundry. And he's just got like, listen, I'm from fucking bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> this is my dream. You're not gonna fuck it up. You're yeah. Take it to him one more time. <laughs> I don't need to be in this fucking band. I could be doing dirty laundry. You're exactly right. <laughs> Let's not take away from the fact Don Henley had a very successful career. So yeah, Randy's like, I'm not fucking doing it. And they're on the fucking stage now, man, with a set list. And it's still on the set list. Take it to the limit. Limit is even bigger as a poser. <laughs> it's even bigger. And fuck it, they're like, <laughs> dude, in between songs, they get done with like, like, take it easy. And Don's like, hey, motherfucker, six more songs. <laughs> like, fuck me, man. Fuck me, <laughs> piece of shit. And like, there was like bad blood before this. Oh, yeah. It was building up because like. There was a history. There was a history because Randy didn't want to do the whole, like, he didn't like the promotional shit. And Don and Glenn were all about it. And they did some shit with the mayor. And Randy and Joe were just like coked up. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're trying to be presentable, Don and Glenn and Randy and George, just like kind of like you and me in the comedy scene. We're just mm, like, fuck mm. it, we're partying, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, fuck you. And so the mayor's like, oh, you know, I want to thank the Eagle. And Randy Myers were off camera, straight up like, man, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, let's go drink, you know what I mean? And Don cuts a fucking, Don cuts Randy this look like, motherfucker, like, like a dad would scolding a child that misbehaved at church. Like, he bitch. Yeah. Like, you're going to get reprimanded you're for this. fucking, like, costing us 25 grand yeah like he he like the randy didn't like shake the mayor's hand and right? he straight dissed him out on stage so, and don's like piece of shit like you're ruining our like image awesome. you know awesome. so this this bad blood wasn't just about like the song not that like, it, it, it was like deeper than that. it was just, like fucking like months of like we've seen each other every day i can't stand you motherfucker i hate you you know and so finally like it's time to take it to the limit <laughs> you know and they kick it up, boom, 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 boom. And fucking Don's looking at him, man. It's just like most of And guess what? The verse cues up. And what does Randy do? And it's like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then the high part comes, and Randy, true champion for him. And then after the show, Fucking done. like, yeah, what now, motherfucker? And Randy's like, fuck you, man. He goes to guitar off stage, goes to his own private limo, and drives the fuck off. He took it to the limit one more time. You're, you're not bigger than the fucking brand. Dude. You're not bigger than the bigger scheme of things. When something good happens to you in your life, it's all about, well, I, I, I'm a hard worker. I, uh, you know, 
am talented, blah, blah, blah. But then when, you know, something bad happens, it's like, oh, life's out to get me. I'm oh, just, no. you know, just, that's just uh, that's, that's the world just sucks. Uh, you know, people just uh, hate me. <laughs> and it's like all these external things shape all the shit in your life, but you shape all the good stuff in Absolutely. your life. And it's like, it can't be one or the other, bro. It's got to be like, no, you, you shape the bad shit, too. No, you just no, don't no. want to own up to it. <laughs> you definitely have responsibility in your own life. But let's not take away from the fact that there is a system set up that makes life very difficult to live. Like, but, far too difficult. But there's and, like, and, and it also puts a, 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 a really unfair expectation on what life should be. You know? And it robs you of, like, it robs you of experience of, like, true, honest, like, relationships. True, honest love. The experience of, like, okay, uh, giving. You know? Especially, like... What we know as Christmas, the celebration of Christ, is like just material bullshit. It's just okay. Let's buy this. Let's buy that. Let's give this. That's how we show love to yeah. one another. That's that's not a true experience. It's a company. It's a holiday made by businesses, right? You Absolutely. Know, nowadays, because it's it's about like you know this. Why do they call it Black Friday? It's the one day that gets all the businesses back into the black because people want to spend so much. And it's right after Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> and it's Everybody like, has the day off, so why not go to a place that sells stuff? Yeah, man, it's it's it, We're just not But we're not, we're not But living. obviously we critique this shit, mm-hmm. but we've been totally the people that we're hating on. Yeah, who hasn't uh, you know, taken advantage of a Black Friday deal. But then what? also said why do these companies do this? Like their families should yeah. have the day off. Yeah, we're blah, all blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, uh, you fucking just bought a TV, bro. Dude, okay, yeah, we're all hypocrites, bro. But come Everybody on, everybody is. I we're think that's hypocrites. what we all are. But we can't own up to it. Like I'm a hypocrite all the time. <laughs> I will talk I, shit on stage about these people and then go and be that person later on in that day. It's <laughs> yeah, and, and but that's just how human beings are, dude. We're not like. <laughs> We're not as special as we think we are. Deep down, I, I, it goes we back. Want to be higher than thou, but also lead our lives. <laughs> I don't think it's okay. It's like this public persona needs to be better than our real persona. Like, yeah, I'll be a piece of shit in the sanctity of my own home, but on the outside, I want to project this like I'm the so cool, awesome mm-hmm. person that right. doesn't do anything wrong. But yeah, secretly I'm fucking stupid children in the ba- basement. Or whatever. It's, like, it's like everybody wants to be. They hooked. have to be stupid, by the way. Yeah, of course, because smart children just don't get no, fucked. Yeah, at they're all. not gonna obviously get fucked. It's like everybody wants to be Hulk Hogan for Suburban Commando, <laughs> just walking through the street, you know, just fucking like, <laughs> like owning, like I'll get your change back, hit the soda machine, take the quarters, give it to the old lady. But that's not everybody. But that doesn't mean you don't have some kind of gift that you can give back. Yeah, Hulk Hogan's. Buff dude, Arnold Arnold fucking Schwarzenegger is like this god god like specimen of a man, you know. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie's hot, but we have something to give back too, you know. Easter, the, the East kind of had a place for everybody. I feel, you know, uh, what we call the, the psychotic, they would call like philosophers or shamans and shit, you know. People we, that stepped out of the status quo. Yeah, people that that didn't have a place in, in outliers in the cog. Yeah, they they found a place for them. You know, but everybody has to have that. But that's the thing. It's like I think when it's initially going on, you're considered a crazy person. But 200 years later, a thousand years later, you're considered Jesus, dude. Everybody I talk to, because especially when I tell them like I follow Christ, and they're like, "What the fuck? This makes no sense." You, like we were partying last weekend, and I'm like, "Yeah, what does that matter? How do you like? How are you going to say you're a Christian?" I never said that. The thing about the Bible (laughs) 
and with all religion is it's wrapped around a big layer of, I get that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's totally something Absolutely. I would think about. Like, I don't want to hurt people or be wrong to others and let's love one another and let's treat others how we'd want to treat ourselves. Yeah. You're totally like, that makes sense. Yeah. But then you get towards the outer layers and then it starts to get like, oh yeah, we should hate this person secretly. (laughs) Or, hey, by the way, if uh, they they do this, uh, throw a bunch of rocks on them. (laughs) And that's when people are like, well, I don't like that part. and, And as you should not. Because that's that's brutish, horrible, ancient shit that we like, ha- we should be beyond at this point. I re- I want to create a religion that has one page, and all the page says is the golden rule. That's it. Treat people like you want to be treated. That's absolutely it, man. That's it. That's it. That's at the end, at the end of the day, it's like respect each other. We don't love need each other. Two hundred pages of all this other BS. Yeah. Awesome podcast, man. <laughs> we summed it all up. Yeah, like don't need to like even go for no. But that's exactly what it is. Do you want to get fucked up? No. Then like, don't fuck others up. <laughs> just look at what Christ was. He was a guy that came down and he protested all these systems. The first thing, one of the first things he did is he went to a synagogue and started flipping shit over. Why the fuck are you making a profit out of God? Yeah. You're, you're, you're taking the purest thing and you're like associating it for fucking something that's going to like, it means nothing. Well, it means nothing. Every religion, the way they create religion is they personify deities. Mm-hmm. They create like somewhat human forms out of these like figures that are beyond themselves. Yeah. But they give themselves traits where you're like, okay, if there was a god, they're basically their versions of superheroes. Are they going to have traits? Yeah. Are they going to have feelings? Are you going to have anything that you would think of as human? Fuck, just, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't just, have any of that shit. Exactly, because it's all labeling of self-expression. You know what I mean? Oh, I like to fuck, so I must be a fuck god. Oh, you know, sometimes I like to drink. Oh, there's a drink god over here. You yeah. Know? But, yeah. But, 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 it, it it would be like saying like, okay, I'm going to watch over this ant farm, and if I see a f- ant mistreat another ant i'm now gonna go smash his life out Uh, when this ant is totally thinking to himself they're not thinking they're just like whatever the queen wants i'm getting i don't care oh we need food for the colony i'm getting it exactly and and that's horrible but crisis crisis like okay man you stomped out that ant and you have every right to kill the other ant that stomped that ant out but don't do it you know what i mean because you're better than that you should be above that because we've all fucked up. We've all, like, made some kind of, like, mistake in our life. Well, that, uh, it, it all goes back to, like, protons, neutrons, dude. And if we had five hours, I could probably line it up. And do you feel like, though, that, like, also, like, everything gets told through a story? Yeah, because it has to. Because that's the only way we understand. That's it's, how we learn. Because we're, somebody exa- said, here's what happened before you. Learn from it. You know, there's a moral. There's a consequence. There's some sort of, like, thing that you can – I'm teaching you from this. Like, okay, Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Everybody thinks about that. That's just about, like, people – oh, right. gays ass fucking no. Right. The, that the is town so, turned to salt. This, the town was soulless on so many levels. Not, not it had, the Homosexuality was, like, whatever. It was the That town wasn't was, even a thing. It, it was, was like, oh, you just fuck dudes? What uh, are you, puss? It was, the town was just soulless, materialistic, not of God. It was, right. It was just a dark like, – like, children were being raped and shit. But, and I get it. But it's also a story about just, okay, Lot walks away from the town as it's being destroyed, and his wife wants to stay. 
But Lot's like, we got to go. And But the wife is so stuck oh, on the... She ma- was a fucking whore. She was a fucking materialist. Yeah. yeah, she was a materialistic whore. I would whore. hang out with Lot's wife. I'll tell you that right now. You, and you should. Well, if you hung out with Lot, you'd have a better time. I'll tell you why. Oh. So fucking <laughs> Lot's wife's like, dude, we have a fucking mansion back here. Like, bitch, we got to leave this mansion. Now it's going to go. The angel told me. They yeah. fucking walk. Lot's wife turns back. She turns to stone. Lot makes it because he has to keep the tribe going. His he daughters end up raping yeah. him. That's why I said you'd have a better time because you would probably have like get raped by your daughters. Well, you would probably like had a four way. I'm saying you would have probably been the one to take the. See, that's the thing that a lot of people. I think 80 percent of every church, they'd never hear that story. But they go to church every week and they're like, "Wait, really? Wait, it says in this book that Lot got raped by his daughters. I don't remember that story." Well, they they, they ignore it. <laughs> but here's exactly they do. But it's it's deeper than that. How many times have you been in a dark part of your life and you know, like, dude, I could go back to that and I could probably be comfortable, but I know it's not right. Right. That's a fucking story. That's a lesson. That's the moral. That's the moral. It's like, listen, you, you're comfortable there, right? And, but it's and not good for you. It's not good for your soul. Like, I don't mind taking the Bible as that. Is that here's some morals to learn. Here's a way to, like, you know, here's a story about this guy that went down a path and it didn't work out for him. So, 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 the, so please learn from this and don't go down that path. It goes back to Not like, because I'm trying to tell you you're a piece of shit if you do. But you might go through a tougher life if you do this. It's karma. It's how to get off the wheel. Exactly. You, you nailed it. On my last podcast, we talked about, like, you know, I think we brought Terrence McKenna. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what he would call, this is just um, spiritual furniture. Yep. Christ, is, we, we like to put a label on Christ, but Christ isn't a thing. It's an it's a expression. It's, 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 it's bliss. It's, 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 it's forgiveness. It's the ultimate good of, like, whatever positive or thing that you've thought it is everything is good the in most your life. True. It is every good emotion. It is the highest high. It's that what you feel it's at the top of the roller coaster before you go down. That is Christ into a person. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Welcome to my church. You have got my message, brother. You have been baptized. But people <laughs> prescribe and then turn that into something that I'm gonna now because you can't make money off that message. Like I just told hide you. behind. Yeah. And then really be it. It's really hate. But yeah. I'm gonna hide behind this good message but propagate hate the spirit of christ has been reincarnated many times in my opinion we talk about a guy like abraham like in the bible right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. abraham known as a friend of god he would just walk around total hippie all he would do is build monuments out in my opinion i think he was doing shrooms because <laughs> they had these massive like it's it's scientifically it was proven the burning bush probably psychedelic as fuck right ayahuasca Iowa, dude they were they were tripping they had to have been the science is there to back it the, we were talking about this on your podcast what the Chuck? Yeah. Plug, plug, plug. Oh, uh, it's, yeah. All 77 of my, my fans. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that we haven't really talked about comedy a lot, but. That's it's not comedy. Right. This yeah. is the way. This is way <laughs> listen, man. This is what I'm about. Comedy but, is something we do. That's just another part of our social furniture, right? But that's our pantheon. Yes, but that's the thing. Like, so we were talking about this on your podcast, and I feel like we don't have religion without psychedelics. There was the Stone Day theory. Like, I totally prescribed to that, where it's like. The closest times that I've seen God have been when I've been on a psychedelic. This this cat right here. I get it. This like cat, as soon yeah. as I, when I'm when I'm on a eighth dose of shrooms, that's where I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's when you become that cat. Yeah. That's when you're like, oh dude, I'm connected. I get it. That is a different expression to me. This cat is is somehow connected to me. Mm-hmm. This cat is in this world without knowing a lot of other mm-hmm. things. Like it's not like it's beyond. But then what does you that know, do? It makes us rethink at our, it makes us look back at ourselves and our egos and we realize, Oh, I'm not half of the, the greatest person I thought I was. I have a lot to work on. It's a self audit. Like do you feel like how much consciousness does a cat or an animal have? You know what the beautiful thing about it? 
I think a cat, <laughs> a cat just lives, man. That's what I'm saying. And that's beautiful. Because like, the cat just, like, it's not robbed of any experience. The cat is living freely right now. Look at it. It's just chilling. It has no cares. Like, it remembers mm-hmm. that it loves when I pet it mm-hmm. and when I feed it. Yep. And that I, like, you know, clean its shit. It knows It remembers face. all of that stuff. Yeah. It remembers my face and all that. But then, like, when it gets a little bitchy and then bites me mm-hmm. and then I'll, like, smack its ass, how long does it remember that I smacked its ass? You know what? And that's that's exactly the lesson of God right there because in that moment, you're pretty much God that cat, right? And yeah. so that cat is always going to forgive you no it'll, matter what because you love that cat. It'll forget about that smack ass as mm. soon as it's hun- hungry again. Because it's love. Is, or that it wants petted. Well, it's, it's not just people. The cats are like, cats are crazy creatures because cats choose who provides. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I've had cats that just left me. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, bitch, I got you like 10 fucking crates of fancy fees. I did warm and they just leave. Because, like, fuck you, land. Cats are a lot like women. Like, you provided way too much, you're boring, motherfucker. It's like, Chuck Meow. Yeah, Chuck Meow. This is uh, over, Meow. Meow. Yeah, meow, yeah, it's pretty much I like. I want this, Meow. Yeah, I got to see other owners, Meow. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, they, they just leave. Because yeah. a cat is free, and a cat will choose you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's for a different reason. It's not for this materialistic. But the dogs are more dependent. They're more like, mm-hmm. we don't care about you being a serial killer. We want food. A dog is. Exactly. Unconditional love, but it's also like, I got to survive. <laughs> bring it back to comedy. Exactly. Well, not really bring it back, but maybe start. <laughs> I feel like we like, yeah. cause like, I feel like a lot of the like, listeners would be like, what the fuck have yeah. you been babbling on about? Because not everybody's, they, they unless say you've they're done, comedians, they haven't talked about one funny thing since. <laughs> cause like, you, you have to done 10 sheets of acid to know what we're talking right. about. <laughs> Which I understand uh, is, is frustrating for all of you, but just what I'm trying to, the, the main message that I think we're trying to get here is that. Just be good to one another, man. Mm. Enjoy the experience. Mm. Love one another. Don't put these expectations on each other that we're never going to meet. We all have fucking good sides and a bad side. Just embrace it and enjoy the ride. That's it. Yeah, man, my Bill Cosby joke's not working the way I want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to hit that fucking gravity ball. I will have kids when A, I've done everything I want to do with my life that doesn't involve kids, and B, have enough economic stability as well as just personal like strength to have a kid. Like think, I'm yeah. not going to just fuck some chick because I want to have uh, the feeling of right. no condom one night and then just go like, well, I guess I got her pregnant. I guess I'll just have a kid for the next 18 years or whatever and then just go through life being like, well, I guess I'll just deal with this new situation instead of being like, no, I'm going to deal with this situation when I can deal with it. Right. Yeah. And people say like, oh, well, life doesn't work like that. And you're like, bullshit. It does. I mean, it does if it, you. It doesn't go hundred percent. Choose it that way. It's never hundred percent to plan, but that's not to say you shouldn't plan because you want to have some kind of like right. map of stability. You know what I mean? Like, like I look at my own parents. Like my parents. Like my mom had me when I was twenty, when she was twenty, and my dad was like twenty-two. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucking bullshit. Like they should have never had me at that age. Also a different time, bro. Of course. I mean, eighty-six. Were, it was 82, you could buy a house yeah. like no problem. That's what I'm saying. You like could work at a it post still office. was a different time, but yeah. I look at myself like, could I have dealt with twins at 20 or 22? Yeah. Fuck no. But that's you and me. And we're like the creative artsy. We're gypsies. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of it, we're fucking roamers. We're fucking. But what? I think that's the thing. It's like. Maybe they're here just to have you. When you have life dictate your own 
yourself, like you just go through life instead mm-hmm. of choosing your life. Yeah. That's when you have a job that you hate and you just support, you yeah. know, your obligations and then you end up going insane and killing yourself at 54 or whatever. And, like, yeah, no, honestly. And I, and I live that life every day with what I do in aerospace. You know, I, I got the job through my dad. So in a way, when I go through that building, I feel like I'm with my dad a little bit. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, and that's why comedy is still like around. Cause you're like hoping comedy, for something more. No, nah, I like. To, I've always liked to get a reaction to make people think, you know, not even laugh as long as they think like about the Cosby thing. Like, it hasn't worked the last couple of times I've done it. And it's probably because I'm not tagging it right with the OJ at the end. Like, Do you think I, it's because you're white? Yeah. I, look, listen, man. I am like the most pro-Africa person. And it, it sounds bullshit. I know even me saying it. But like I've done my research and shit. The origin's from Africa. We're all from Africa. But me saying that, you look at me, this fucking, I, I look like a Holocaust survivor that survived by eating other Holocaust survivors. You know, like you look at me and you're like, fuck this guy. He's just talking to like suck up to black people. But the truth of the matter, no, we, the origin is Africa. You know, if you, if you read the Bible, they talk about like, um, the garden of Eden. Dude, that's Africa. That's like the river of the Niles in between Ethiopia and like, all these African uh, countries. But having said that, do I think it's cause I'm like, I can't say that shit cause I'm black. I, yeah. A lot of people look at me and they have this like, Oh, he can't say this because of this. You know what I mean? There's a lot of shit I would like to say that, and I probably will end up saying like the Bill Cosby thing, for instance, I'm talking about, I don't even think it's, in that, in that sense, it's not even about the black thing. It's about, oh, 66 women versus Bill Cosby. Right. It's not, it's, that's not a, that's not a race issue. That's a uh, issue of like 66 vaginas are really mad at this one penis. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a guy that looks at logic. I go through logic and, and, and I try to look at every angle, right? I know penis logic is, penis logic is like lizard brain mentality. It's like, okay, fuck come, you know, pump come. That's penis logic. Vagina logic is much more diabolical. It's much more, we got to keep this shit going. We got to keep the species alive. It's like, okay, who do I choose to pump come in me? Vagina logic is by natural design devious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fucked up to say this to people. You sexist piece. But just no, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just how we keep strong in our species. It's The vaginas choose who to breed with. Right. And at the time of who to breed with is dependent on what the social structure says. Right now, our social structure says if you don't have a Rolex, you don't have a fucking $100,000 in the bank, you can't have kids. You're the loser. <laughs> you and me are fucking losers, Daryl. I may, but, I, I may, but I also think, though, that like when people don't have a lot of options, when people don't have a lot of hope, mm-hmm. magically they become pregnant. Magically oh. they get kids. You know, and suddenly it's like, Absolutely. oh, I got this shitty job, but now at least I have a family, so... And then they, you know, I still made and it. And they put all this fucking expectation on their kid, like you need a fucking bet four hundred at little league, motherfucker. Yeah, they you need put to fucking live my dream. And and they then, put their eggs in the like. Well, I hope my kid lives a better life than me. Because they're missing the whole experience of they're not learning any of the lessons they're supposed to. Well, they checked out. They checked out. They said I'm out. Well, they you didn't. Know, like I didn't make it, so I'll just have a kid like, and I hope they make it. It's not even like they checked out, bro. You can't even be angry. At, like I can't be angry at Trump supporters. We never rebuilt the South after the Civil War for a reason. We wanted to keep them dumb. I'm trying to work out a new bit about mm-hmm. Trump supporters being called the new asshole. Like it that's much, gonna be a name for asshole where it's like it's the new racist uncle. Oh, he's a Trump supporter. Oh, what? what? It's the racist uncle. You raise your, your, your everybody's like, oh fuck, it's Larry. And it's, yeah, he's gonna talk about oh how come we can't have white pride but they can have black pride for another thirty fucking minutes and you're just like you understand how the system mm-hmm. works. Shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. He's like, oh how come I can't? How burka? Fuck burka. And you're just like, have you ever seen an Orthodox Christian before, bitch? 
he has he has two sexual harassment lawsuits. He's a Trump supporter. I'm working out this fucking one, or like, because I, I I love black people, and I'm a I'm a guy that's like <laughs> I love black people, I, but I'm a guy that I'm a little too much at the gate for a lot of people because I think I'm so open, people think I'm bullshit. Right. At face value, they think this guy's bullshit. There's no way like this guy is like this carefree motherfucking hippie he's trying to portray. Which I mean, I, I have my dark moments too in life, but I think people. See my openness as weakness a lot of times, you know? But, uh, fucking, damn it. What was I fucking saying before, before I went into this tangent? Trump supporters. Trump supporters, right. So I try to find the best in everybody, dude. And I, I understand where they're coming from. And when I talk to a Trump supporter, it's just kind of, well, it's like, you're trying to change it. It, it. it comes back down to, like, they don't like how it's not all white anymore. You know what I mean? They don't like how it's just, like, it's not the same country it was and right. 20 years ago. It's not. And the jobs thing is, is part of it also, but it's like. They don't like being told what they can say, and I feel them. Because, like, dude, racist jokes are fucking funny. What the fuck are you talking about, man? If you've never laughed at a racist joke, you're fucking lying to yourself. They're fucking hilarious, dude. But, like... Only, yeah, but if you as a white person can't say those jokes anymore, it kind of sucks. It, it, no, but just, you, got, you got to say them. You got to fight the battle with me. You got you to gotta keep well, building Well, I'm them. the same way. Like, I've definitely said I know. A I've bunch seen of, your set, and I've yeah. seen the shit you've gone through. Yeah. And, like, that's why I love you, man. That's why I want you on the on 923. <laughs> like, I was, I, I, your name was, like, the first name. One of the first names of Pop Kenny was, like, who are you going to have on? I'm like, well, Daryl. Yeah, well, thank you. And then I was, like, Michael. <laughs> and, like, I was, like, I, you guys are cool people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're honest. Right. But it's, like, it, it, it bothers me because I've had conversations with my black friends. I have a black lesbian friend who she's my sister and shit. And I run all my like, Cosby shit. Mm. She fucking laughs. Like tears right. rolling down her eyes. Like, you gotta do that shit, Chuck. And she's with me on it. She thinks it's bullshit too. And I think a lot of people do think it's bullshit. That, that... Well, I think that's the thing about like audiences is like, yeah, you might find somebody that doesn't. But for every person that doesn't, well, that's comedy. You'll not... probably find somebody that does. Let that bitch. Because you know what it is? It's how Buddha works. Do you know how it Buddha is? And I think... What makes comedy successful is that if you just find the audience that can weigh the odds in your favor, mm-hmm. if you find that 60-40, yeah. 80-20, you know, it, it needs to be just, yeah, of course, not everybody's laughing, but are more people laughing than not? Well, it's, it's okay, your clientele. We're in a business. We're, but, we're working out with other people in our business. You know what I mean? They're not there to have a good time. If you and I were in a room with people set on having a good time just to experience what was going on, you'd be way more laughs. I guarantee it. So mm. would I. So would anybody. Mm. Because they're there to enjoy the experience. Most open micers, most comedians, most artists, they're not – if you're in it for money, you're not at the spiritual level of doing it for the right reasons. You're in it for like, fuck, I need to get up. I need on the next wave of fucking new shit. I got to be on the next fucking sitcom. I'd be this. It's that's the same not art. reason why you're working at McDonald's. It's the same reason you're at McDonald's because that's a job. That's a paycheck. Yeah. You're not trying to push yourself. But you that's know? the thing. Like, nobody's been great hoping, like, comedy is another McDonald's. Yeah. Dude, Lenny Bruce didn't give a fuck about having a million dollars in the bank. Lenny Bruce was like, I want to fucking, listen, this is bullshit. I want to break down barriers. I want to break down barriers. And, I, and as a comedian, I think that's what we're here to do. If you're not breaking down barriers... And you're Nobody's here. saying this. I'm going to be the one that does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, the shit that fucking... You, like, Tracy Morgan went through, or Michael Richards went through. And, the like, don't ever apologize for anything. Do you think Michael he, Richards will have still a career? Yeah. Do you think he'll come back? He should. It's up to, it's up to Michael Richards. Do you Richards. think he's still doing gigs? Yeah, it's up to Michael Richards. I don't... I, I mean... But do you I, think, I think, like, one bad set should ruin your career? No. No. Even if you say the N-word 20 million times? I think... I, I think okay, nigger, 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 nigger. No. <laughs> I don't think I think words are symbols 
I think words are fucking symbols, and we buy into That's the, the thing. It was the context behind it. That's what killed him. It wasn't the word. Because he could have said nigga, you know, he and nobody would have cared. It was Dave Chappelle. But when he, he said, like, when he witnessed that shit, that tape, he was like, dude, like, okay, as a black man, I was like, damn, okay, he said nigga. But I was like, thinking it's a comic first. Like, fuck, come on, pull through, Michael. The yeah. race thing is just another division thing to keep us separated. Exactly. Yeah, it was like, it was more unprofessional than, you know, racist. Did I tell you, like, I was at a dispensary a couple weeks ago and I befriended a, like, I made friends with a black Israelite, a guy that hated white people before he met me? Oh, hell yeah. That was the beef. <laughs> beef is back, baby. I know it picked up, guys. If, if you guys didn't hear, Daryl just cut, like, the most epic ass quake of all time. Like, if Donald Trump was here, he'd be tweeting right now, like, I just laid the most epic fucking fart in the history of farts. And uh, I'm only doing it because you're not a female. Oh fuck it! You should do it in front of them. They want equal everything now. Yeah, and they don't really so, want that. So I should just fart in front of women? They don't. Women don't want equal shit. No, they don't. They want superior shit. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you for not making me the one to have to say all the honest shit all the time. <laughs> Alright, we're going to take this time in this break to uh, call it quits. We've been uh, recording a little bit. Hey, we love you all, though. But we could be talking forever, guys. Uh, Chuck has just a wealth of knowledge as well as just a bunch of other things that he wants to talk about. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I got these facts, but I also have, like, nonsensical shit. Yeah, but uh, hit him up at his podcast, which Um, is... uh, Facebook.com slash WTC podcast. And then uh, follow me on Facebook. I don't have a comedian Facebook. I just got my regular. I, I do have one, but I don't go on it. Just add my real fucking Facebook. But also SoundCloud too. Or? SoundCloud.com slash WCT Podcast. Thank you, Daryl. Yeah, I need a guy like you. Yeah, what the what we the should chuck? do it. We should do our own fucking show together. Or some mm. shit. I need like somebody to fucking like a, keep me like a hybrid show. Yeah. Yeah, we should. You, me, and Kane should like maybe do our own. Hybrid oh, that would be cool. Show. You know, yeah. yeah. Like we could, we could be. We like, all do our own and get but somebody we, else. Like we yes. could be the conspiracy guys, and then we could get a guy like Kenny who's so like. And what if we did like we come together, the three of us, and then each month we put it on you know yeah. one of our different feet. As long as it's out there, I don't give a fuck if I upload like, it. Like one month it's on my feet, one month it's on your feet, and one month it's on Kenny's feet. But we, it's like or we can all chip in on one feet. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Or, 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 but I think it would be cool to get yeah. the three of us together for sure. Yeah. And well, we'll talk about it off air. But until then, uh, so you're gonna you want... go play bass right now? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go jam, guys. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna actually. Uh, Matt's you know, gonna be fucking like, thrilled that we have a bass player. Hell yeah, he's gonna be tickled. It's to gonna death. be tight. Or I'm, I'm down to play some drums too. Oh, I got them. Yeah, let's do it. I got all that shit. Let's. I'm I'm looking forward to it, guys. But on, until then, definitely check me out if you guys want to on social media at this comics live. Definitely check me out every week with new episodes. Hopefully, uh, I think I will be having in. Another great comedy guest. Who knows who it'll be? You'll just have to tune in until find out. Hey, bro, you know what? I definitely have to come back. You know what? We never touched on Disney. Yeah, we didn't. We oh didn't. my god, we, we did not him. touch in Disney because that's what they were like. No. That we teased the fuck because you know I there was know. some Disney guy like. I know. We're gonna get into Mickey, and we're like, but we've already talked for like two and a half hours. I know, guys. So sorry. Like, oh, sorry. Next oh. time we'll go through all the Disney shit. First, when when Chuck comes back, Disney is gonna be the first topic. Number one. Yep. Okay, guys. But until then. This has been Chuck Herman with myself, and this has also been the podcast called... Hey!